to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Wooten Wide, this is DFS Down Under. Hello and welcome to another episode of DFS Down Under, the last regular season show of the 2017 NFL season, brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. And joining me from Fantasy Insider, as always, Daryl Data. how are we? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, good Christmas and yeah, looking forward to the week ahead and getting into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I uh, hope you did have a good Christmas. Uh, and as uh, we have discussed off air, big bash in full swing now, as well. So that keeps uh, things uh, pretty interesting because you have NBA pretty much every yeah. day, and then big bash at night. So uh, it, it's keeping the week very, very busy. Certainly a busy time of year for us. Yeah, if you hear me get my voice go up during the game, it's probably because one of my bowlers has taken a wicket on the TV in front of me. <laughs> no, no I'm dramas. <laughs> I think you, uh, and I apologize for the good old-fashioned why jinx. Uh, you mentioned uh, in our chat before we show that you needed Ingram to have a big innings, and then a second <laughs> later, uh, he's he's out. So I do apologize. That is just textbook uh, my jinx. Uh, happens in <laughs> happens on Twitter all the time. I'll mention a player, and he'll drop a pass or stuff up. So I do apologize. But uh, let's I'll get into <laughs> let's get into the last week of the regular season. And just before we do that, actually, we'll touch on last week um, a couple of things we hit on. Cam Newton, Dion Lewis, and Eric Ebron. You, the cruncher Jimmy Garoppolo, was um, a big favorite of yours, and he carved up the Jaguars' defense. So um, that matchup, the cruncher, had no fear. Um, and Julio had a big game as well. So uh, some good success for you last week. Uh, I think the Crunch did well. I haven't actually dared go back and check what my teams would have done. I didn't play them um, being Christmas morning, and I was, I say, I was up north, so yep. I didn't play them. But I, yeah, I haven't dared go back and check because I think they probably would have done pretty well. Yeah, I didn't play too many lineups, but um, I did have a, a, a Newton and uh, a Dion Lewis lineup that sort of uh, put me in the money. Uh, not not quite a winning lineup, but at least enough to to give me a good ROI. Um, and draft yep. stars eventually went up with some uh, <laughs> contests, and this week, after tweeting them, they they ended up putting it up <laughs> yesterday uh, uh, this morning for us. So uh, that definitely that. definitely helped. So, uh, but let's week seventeen is always fun. It's always hard. Um, teams resting players, so we've got to tread very very carefully. And even ones that um, and the NFL's done a pretty good job of making trying to eliminate teams sort of you know, relying, saying that they're going to start players, and then if an earlier game goes in their favour, then they just completely rule everybody out. So a lot of the games are all at once. They're just a, mm. I think there's eight games in the early slate and then another nine games in the late slate. So it's like a full-on red zone experience with no primetime games yeah. whatsoever. So they've done pretty well to try and keep things interesting. But, like, there's two matchups there with the, the Patriots and the Steelers. If the pat, if the Steelers look at the at the Patriots game and they're up by double digits at halftime, we could see Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell not come out for the second half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes things tough. Yeah, have done it. and yeah, they've done an interesting job. Like, I think this is the first year there's not been a Sunday night football game right in the final week of the season. Yep. Um, and then they've, as far as I recall, I think there's only one game in the early slate that has playoff implications, and that's just home field advantage. And then pretty much every other game is in that kind of late slate. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty much the Pats and the Steelers in that early slate. So if if yeah, if the yeah. Pats do go up, then you could see them both rest players. Um, and the Vikings, they're they're twelve point favorites. So if they lose, um, a team could sneak into the two seed. But yeah, they they are twelve point favorites at home. So they they need to win. So they'll they'll keep playing their players deep into that one. Uh, and it's good for the Australian audience as well, right? So most of the big games will be. What, 7 a.m. starts or something like that? Yeah, it's about 8 a.m. down here, 7, 7 a.m. Yeah. up for, for up for you up there in, in Queensland. But it is a, it's a good slate, and a, a lot of the contests on Moneyball and uh, Draft Stars are split into two. So if you just want to play that later one, that might be a little bit easier and you don't have to worry about sort of the half games at Le'Veon Bell or Tom Brady potentially. But if you think they are going to play, um, I know the Cruncher does like Tom Brady at quarterback this week. It does, yeah. He does. Um, it comes up in pretty much all of your top draft stars lineups. And as you say, he's also listed as questionable, although I'm pretty certain he'll play. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting sort of decision there on whether you trust him or whether you kind of avoid him and avoid the risk. And potentially, of course, you've got the kind of point of difference of playing him as well if other people decide to avoid the risk. Yeah, and it's tough to trust injury reports this week as well because they're just listing oh, him ridiculous. as questionable because they they might be able to then sit him for injury reasons and things like that. So it is always yeah. a little bit tough. Um, I like Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I I know he's expensive on draft stars. I much prefer him at Moneyball. His price has gone way up on draft stars, rightly so, after yeah. last week. But he's now scored at least 22 fantasy points in consecutive games. And he could make it three in a row this week against the Rams. So they're, they're going to be resting players. We're not sure what defensive player that'll be. So keep an eye out uh, later on in the week. Uh, for that, and you'll uh, you'll definitely figure that out, and that could go in our fa- in our favour if you're playing Jimmy. Yeah, he was obviously a big cruncher pick last week. Um, he shows up quite a bit on kind of the moneyball side of things of the ledger this week. I think he right, he's just a little bit too pricey for mine on draft stars. Um, I think we have him projected about 16, 17 points. So I think he's a good pick. Yep. Uh, my other play is Philip Rivers against the Raiders, eight thousand four hundred on moneyball. Um, only fifty dollars dearer than Jimmy on Draft Stars, so I much prefer Rivers at yeah. Draft Stars. The Raiders, yeah. I'm not being scared off by their performance last week against um the Fol- uh, against Nick Foles. They're still the 27th ranked pass defense, and Rivers is is used to playing them. He's shredded them in the past. He's had five games against them with at least three touchdown passes, and they their season's on the line. They need to win. Um, to keep their chances alive. So everything to play for for Philip Rivers. So I really like him. He's motivated this week. Yeah, and we've got him predicted pretty high. I think we've got him 19.5 kind of average performance. So, yeah, obviously good potential there. Um, I'd also just say on the Moneyball side, I think he's the same price as Brady. We've got Brady projected three points higher, but he's obviously not quite got the same kind of scenario risk as Brady. So I think it's kind of pick and choose between those two. Yeah, um, at the top of that leaderboard. I don't mind Jacoby Brissett as well. He plays pretty well against uh, the Titans, or we did earlier this year. So um, he toppled 300 yards and multiple touchdowns against them earlier this year. And he played pretty well against Baltimore, despite them having a, a, a pretty stout defense. So I don't mind Jacoby Brissett. And yep. Patrick Mahomes is interesting. I know it's Denver's defense, which is really, really good, but um, he's got a lot to play for and impress people and prove that he's the future in the Chiefs will be wanting him to play full throttle to see what they have under center for next year because they're going to have a tough choice depending on how Alex Smith finishes the season and plays in the playoffs or what they're going to do at the quarterback position. So 
he he's a guy that could be really cheap for you. Um, I might put him in a couple of lineups, especially if they rest Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. There's some other options as a really cheap stack, and then you can load your team elsewhere. Yeah, that wasn't one I really talked about too much in July. Um, read your notes for this, but yeah, I think there's potentially some interesting stacking options that come out of that scenario. Um, we didn't have Mahomes in our original update. I think we'd probably project him for kind of 12 or 13 from a quick look at the numbers. Um, obviously, that's with a substantial variance. We don't really know what we're getting from him any more than um, the team do. Um, Brissett, yeah, I like Brissett, and I think he also has some interesting stacking options. Um, I think we'll come to those in a bit, but I think, yeah, you, both you and the crunch, you like options there. Yeah, and it's more probably uh, uh, he's the same price as... Uh... Jimmy Garoppolo, so you'd much rather just play Jimmy Garoppolo, but um, he's only 8,150 at Draft Stars, so I'd probably lean towards him more in a Draft Stars format than a Moneyball yep. home, uh, money format for Mahomes. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense, yeah. And if you're playing both of them, obviously it gives you a good opportunity to spread a bound. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to uh, the Cruncher, like anyone else, did anyone else get shot out other than those uh, those names for move to running back? Um, so when I excluded Brady from the crunch, yeah, um, <laughs> it gave me uh, Stafford, Rivers, Rufflesberger, kind of your top three. Um, Yates, I think we've got projected at 14.5 as potential kind of value, point mm. of difference. And as we say, Jimmy Garoppolo at Moneyball. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and before we do move on as well, uh, it's a weird week for totals. Like the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game is the only one um, over 50. And then the next closest is five points lower in Carolina-Atlanta at 45 and a half. There's a lot of games under that 40 total. Yeah, I'm a bit to look at this from kind of a betting perspective as well. I wonder kind of if you sort of isolate week 17 games, whether they traditionally go under or whether it's just bookmakers being a bit overcautious this week. I imagine in part that's um, teams expected to play kind of some second string players, have a look at them if they're out of contention and that'll affect obviously the totals. But mm. yeah, it's an interesting kind of betting proposition and it might be interesting to kind of run some numbers on that if you're going to be betting the weekend. Yeah, definitely uh, would like to check those out, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, and the Stats Insider stuff that you you normally post uh, during uh, on the weekend. Yeah, we'll see about that one this week. Um, I'm not super confident on the models going into a kind of a Week 17 situation. I tend <laughs> to avoid betting it when I was betting myself. Um, so we may well take a pass on those this week and sort of stick them out on the playoffs where we know what everyone's doing. Yeah, fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, uh, running back Derek Henry this week. I like uh, five thousand nine hundred on Moneyball, ten thousand and fifty on Draft Stars against the Jags. Um, it looks like Demarco Murray. Uh, he could still play, but I just don't understand why they would play him if they have a healthy fit and fit Derek Henry. Um, he, Demarco is banged up, so I don't think he will play. If he is active, I don't think he'll have a huge role. So. Um, for Derek Henry, it's all about volume. He's had four games in his career with at least 14 carries, and he's, he's scored at least 12 fantasy points in standard leagues in all of them. So you can expect more in the half-point PPR format and PPR format because he's, he's good for a couple of catches a game as well. Um, and two of those four games are actually against Jacksonville. So I think he, he knows how to play Jacksonville, and uh, this is more about opportunity um, presenting itself for, for Derek Henry. Yeah, and he comes out of the country quite a bit on our Moneyball lineups as well. I think he's 5,900 over there. And I think, yeah, that gives him some kind of particularly good upside, as you say. He kind of doesn't get affected too much by kind of the scoring system and potentially some value in him as well. Yep. Uh, Dion Lewis is my other option against the Jets. 7,300 at Moneyball, 13,900 
um, in draft stars. The Jets have allowed four rushing touchdowns in their past three games, and Lewis exploded last week with that. Rex Burkhead had 24 carries for 129 yards, five catches for 24 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been um, kind of the MVP of their offense the past three weeks. Him and Burkhead, the running game has really carried them a lot. Um, so I think he's a he's a great uh, play this week because I don't think they want to drop Brady back too many times against this Jets uh, front <laughs> um, and risk uh, him sort of limping into the playoffs because he hasn't been great the last month um, in terms of non-fantasy-wise, just in general. Yeah, he's obviously not a particular cruncher favourite, but um, I think he has shown the last few weeks he's kind of got that upside that you're looking for. Um, do you think there's a risk that he's he ends up sitting kind of the second half? Do you think um, the Pats are likely to take multiple kind of offensive players out if they can? Yeah, I think so. But I think because they've got depth at running back, even though they are banged up, like Rex Burkhead and James White are both injured. So they'll probably, you might see a lot of Mike Gillersley. Like he could be a, a pod as like a second half, just hand the ball off to him 30 times and run out this clock. But I do think if yeah. someone's going to score touchdowns in the first half, it, it probably will be Dion Lewis. I'm not sure if Gronk will play. Like he might be active, but... I just don't know. Um, he's got a couple of incentives up for grabs if he catches a certain amount of passes and yards, and we've seen yeah. that Pat's been a little bit weird with that in the past, and he's proven to be kind of their most valuable player, in my opinion, because you saw how bad the offense was without him. So I, yeah. I don't know how heavy they will be passing. I, I don't know. It's weird. I just think they just want to go in, get the win as ugly as possible, and get out of there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as I... I do say, I guess, a bit with Brady. I think it's just going to be a case of kind of trying to see what the scenario is, hmm. look at what the injury list is actually like on a you know Sunday morning yep. and kind of make some judgment calls from there. Yeah. Uh, my last one's Kenyon Drake against the Bills. 7,100, 14,100 on draft stars. He had 78 yards and a touchdown against the, the Bills just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was a game where the Dolphins really abandoned the run quite early. So... Do think if they can keep in this one and play spoiler for a divisional rival here, the Bills need to win as well to keep their playoff hopes alive. And Buffalo, they're thirtieth against the run, so I like Kenyon Drake. Yeah, and Drake's another one that comes out of the crunch on money ball, not so much on draft stars. It's interesting kind of looking at the salaries this week. I think draft stars have tried to be a bit more proactive in anticipating who might get a bit more playing time and up their salaries. Um, whereas Moneyball, I think, kind of a bit more of the kind of regular flow of things. Yep. And so I think some of these kind of role players are much better propositions on Moneyball. Yeah, definitely. I noticed when I was doing my picks, I try to do them without looking at the prices and then I go back and if the price is too high, I'll change a pick. But um, I found yep. a lot of my picks this week were a lot better suited to Moneyball. And I do prefer the contest the, the last fortnight um, as opposed to, to Draft Stars. Draft Stars kind of changed things up a little bit. Um, so I, I think I'll probably play more Moneyball this week um, because I can get a bit more value with some players. I don't mind Brandon Oliver if Melvin Gordon is out, and I'm also keen to see the status of Samaj Piran. If he's out, then Capri Bibbs might be an option again. But what did the uh, cruncher like at running back? Um, I'm about to say, Levy and Bell comes up, uh, expensive if you can save elsewhere. As you say, kind of, again, it's another kind of scenario situation there. Um, Freeman, Woodhead, Riddick, McCaffrey comes out quite a bit. Um, Dakawa from the Giants and yep. Kareem. Um, as I said, Drake um, and Henry come out um, primarily at Moneyball. Yeah, um, I, I like yeah. Riddick as well. He was a guy I, I eyed off as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a few kind of interesting plays. And like you say, this kind of the way the draft starts been doing things was interesting. Um, I said they've been a bit more proactive. 
they've also I think changed their rules on the um, big bash this week um, by adding in a letting you pick the all-rounder in the flex position kind of unannounced under the radar so some interesting things going on in the DFS space. Mm, I wonder, what, wonder what their uh, the method behind their madness is uh, I'm sure it'll reveal itself in, in due time um, wide receiver position before we get to that I just want to mention that you've probably heard of the fantasy insider lineup cruncher well and truly by now if you've listened since week one but um, you know you can build up to 40 lineups with one button. That's 40 instant lineups you can enter and win cash with just a few clicks. But did you know that Fantasy Insider Premium account, you can access over 15 other features on the lineup cruncher, and that's across multiple sports. So go to go premium today. Go to fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. The Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher is the best tool in the DFS business. Wide receiver, I'm going with Marquise Goodwin again. He didn't quite pan out last week, but I do like the matchup again. I did mention that the uh, Rams will be resting players, so I don't mind him with a stack um, against uh, the Rams with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think he'll uh, he'll bounce back. The, the Rams have allowed four receivers to score at least nine fantasy points in standard scoring in the past four games. So I do think with rested players, there's a, a huge opening for Goodwin. Yeah, um, and it's an interesting week for stacking. Of course, you're kind of hedging your risk in different ways. So if you're going with a stack and um, they kind of play out the full game, then you're not relying on kind of different positions and different playing times. Um, good win, I think we're projected at 14.1. He's another player who I think is listed as questionable still. Mm. Um, so we obviously one to keep an eye on. But yeah, if he plays, I think he's a good pick. Yeah, and I do think... in that stack. I do also think that the 49ers have a lot to play for. A, a lot of people probably disagree with that, but I do think Jimmy Garoppolo wants to head into the offseason um, without a loss on his record because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So without a, without a loss as a starter, I think that ups his yeah. price quite a bit. So I do think he's going to be determined to prove that he's the real deal even further if he hasn't already. But I think that's something that him and the 49ers want to probably head into next season with, with that good vibes and, and momentum. So I'm, I, I like the 49ers this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's the other one. I mentioned Jacoby earlier, and you mentioned touched on a stacking option. Um, I just think yeah. he's he's such a good price um, at Moneyball, 6800 11550 at Draftstar. So good price at both. Um, if you do know anything about T.Y. Hilton, you know that he loves to destroy the Texans. He has in his career. So in 11 meetings, he's gone over 110 yards five times and he had 175 yards two touchdowns against them earlier this season so the hilton Brissett combo uh loves playing the texans yeah uh, i think it'd be an interesting pick as well i think he's going for a thousand yards um whether there's any <laughs> yeah. kind of bonuses attached to that i'm not sure but uh a nice kind of figure anyway yep um and yeah i say if you're going with um jacoby Brissett, i think you've got the Brissett hilton stack and i also don't mind putting the um Brissett, Moncrief, stack in mm. um, in kind of a couple of scenarios. Yeah, and Moncrief, his name's come up today on Colts Twitter a lot because he's a free agent at the end of the year as well. So yeah. a bit of debate on whether they want him to stay or, or go. So a big game in, in Week 17 to kind of stamp uh, his end of his rookie deal could, could prove something good. And the Colts are also very motivated. It's going to be Chuck Pagano's last game as head coach, thank the Lord. Um, but the players, they like him. He's a good player motivator, but he's just a terrible coach. But um, So that they'll be playing hard for him to send him out a winner um, at home. Oh, yeah. So I think the Colts are going to be heavily motivated. 
I'm reluctant to be too harsh on him as a coach, just given what he's had to work with, um, the luck injury and everything else. But, oh, it was, um, it was yeah, before I that, think... he was just so bad. I'm telling you, he's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. So bad. Uh, I think they'll be, as you say, I think they'll be motivated. He does seem popular with the crew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be, I think it's been interesting options to look at from that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Jack Doyle was another cruncher favorite last week. He had a big game yep. too. So, uh, Doug Baldwin. He comes up again this week. Oh, does he? Oh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Doug Baldwin against the Cardinals, I like as well. 7,200, 12,100. In his last six meetings against Arizona, Baldwin has at least 95 yards four times, including a game in 2016 where he had 171 yards and a touchdown. I think Seattle are going to really struggle to run the ball against Arizona, and I think they're going to pass the ball a lot. So don't mind a Russell Wilson as well. Doug Baldwin stack, um, you know, they need to win um, to stay alive. So I think motivation is the key to try to find players that are motivated in Week 17, and I definitely think with my wide receivers as a trend uh, for me. Yeah, and Baldwin comes up as an option on both Moneyball and Draft Styles. I think he's priced attractively on both. Um, and I think he'd be in a lot of lineups on both platforms this week. Yep. Uh, my last wide receiver is Keelan Cole for the Titans. 6,000. I think Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns are both out. So you've got D.D. Westbrook. I don't mind him either, but Keelan Cole, 6,000 on Moneyball, 11,000 on Draft Stars. He's had 99-plus yards in three straight games. He has a touchdown in three of his past four games, and he had 13 targets last week. So the Titans, their seventh most in fantasy points against opposing wide receivers. I really like Keelan Cole this week. Yeah, so I ran him um, specifically after I saw you listed him. I think we'd have him projected somewhere around 10.5, maybe 11. Um, I think he injured his ankle right in the Christmas game, and when we first ran the projections, I think he was marked out. Was out. I think he's now listed as questionable on the data feeds. Um, so, yeah. Assuming his ankle is okay, I think he's a decent value pick at those places. Yeah, if he is out, then I think D.D. Westbrook is a play. The Jags, um, they're kind of locked in, but um, after being absolutely smashed at home last week, um, Doug Marone's come out and said that they want to play. They don't want to limp into the playoffs with that sort of bad smell. Um, so I do think that they will want to right, right their wrongs, and they've also been the AFC South's kind of um, kicking, uh, I don't know, trash can. I don't know, people have just been kicking them to the curb for the last sort of eight or nine years. So any time that they can sort of kick a, a division rival out of playoffs, um, that could be something that they do there. Um, the Chiefs wide receivers, if if they uh, are resting Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, I don't mind, uh, I think it's Jehu Chesson and then Demarcus <laughs> Robinson. Um, a Robinson-Mahomes stack could be interesting because Robbins is a, is a deep threat and Mahomes has quite an arm on him. Yep, not what I thought of, but definitely one that's worth paying attention to when you kind of look at what the injury service is Sunday morning. Uh, it's another one of those weeks where you're going to be rewarded, I think, if you're keeping an eye on it right up till um, game time. Yep. Um, what else? So elsewhere, I think we had Alan Funches, um, Corey Coleman comes up quite a bit. Mm. Um, Green crowded ball, we talked about. Steals, uh, Adams is another one that's questionable. Um, Moncrief we talked about. I think Moncrief and um, Bissett is kind of an interesting and cheap stack that will yep. kind of let you load up elsewhere if that was the way you wanted to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alan, yeah, with, with Rivers, if you're starting Rivers, you can't go wrong. I think that, that stack has just been so valuable this year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few times. It's been well up there. Yep. Uh, tight end position. Well, uh, you mentioned Jack Doyle. What else did the cruncher <laughs> spit out for you uh, this week? Yeah, so Doyle, especially at Moneyball, I think is a good pick. Um, elsewhere, we have Ingram, um, Hooper. I think we have Projector 8 from Atlanta. Mm. 
kind of a good value option. Um, yeah. Gronk, if he plays, we've talked about him. Yep. Um, and Cameron Drake comes up as well, 7.6. Yeah. So the, the thing with Gronk is he's actually currently has 69 catches on the season. Um, and I think it would be very Gronk-like if he just remains on 69 catches for the season. <laughs> I think he'd be very pleased with himself, uh, given his uh, frat boy sort of mentality that he would finish that way. Um, so completely uh, random, but he does love winning as well. So just bear all that in mind, but keep an eye out on the status of Gronk. I like uh, Antonio Gates this week. Um, if you're not going to go uh, Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, um, I don't mind the Rivers-Gates stack. So without Hunter Henry, yep. Gates had season highs in targets, catches, and yards. He went. He had six catches off eight targets for 81 yards and scored a touchdown last week. So I do think he's a, a good play. Um, and I also like Jesse James for the uh, Steelers against the Browns. The Browns are uh, last, dead last against the tight ends, and they allowed uh, two touchdowns to James back in week one, and um, with Antonio Brown still out, and possibly them trying to limit Le'Veon Bell, um, you might see a lot of Jesse James uh, play this week. Yeah, I think Jesse James' decent value, particularly at draft stars, 6,300 there. Yep. Um, as you say, the only way I'd probably play Gates would be in that kind of stacking scenario. Yeah. Um, I think we've got him projected for 9.3, but I think there's probably kind of others who would stand out on a dollar per point basis. Um, but yeah, and certainly if you're playing that kind of stack, I think Gates is a good one. Yeah, and the, the Jesse James price I do do prefer at draft stars, as you mentioned, that, that break. Doyle, Hooper, much cheaper than, than Jesse James on Moneyball. Especially Doyle. I still can't yeah. believe his price at Moneyball. Um, it's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I think it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to ignore uh, that. I could have a rare Colts double stack. Might be a, 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 a Colts <laughs> Christmas or a Colts New Year celebration for me. Um, it would be, be a unique lineup. <laughs> it would be a very unique and a very sort of, uh, what's the word? Uh, a bittersweet, I guess. It's probably yeah. all... Or, um, I don't know what the... F- I'm struggling to feel words, but they've given me much grief this season, the Colts. So for them to possibly um, bring me cash as we head into 2018, um, it would be very <laughs> unique um, and a weird feeling. So uh, that could be something I channel um, on New I'll keep season. an eye out for that team. <laughs> yeah. um, tight ends as well. I mentioned the Chiefs. Demetrius Harris as, as well, if Travis Kelsey's out. Uh, Trey Burton could be an option with the Eagles resting players as well. Um, I do think Nick yep. Foles is going to keep playing because they want to try to get him as much rhythm and mo- momentum and try to change some of the stank off that performance. That was one of the worst games of the year. Um, it's like, Merry Christmas, watch this. Just terrible performance <laughs> from the Eagles and the Raiders. But, um, yeah, Trey Burton could be another option. Yeah, I don't mind. I think either of those are kind of good options. As you say, resting starters, there's kind of opportunities for them. They'll be kind of keen to show what they've got. Um yeah, it's going to be an interesting week to watch the lineups and find out who's actually going to get game time. Yep, and the last uh, one is obviously defense, and I normally have some good ones here, but this week it's just like a, and I really like what you wrote in 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 our document here. Just why not with a question mark? <laughs> I think's the way to go. Just hands in the yep. air, shrug emoji. Like it, it, I don't know. This week it's just it's just. There's so many low totals. There's so many, you know, what ifs and question marks surrounding players. So I've come up with the Ravens against the Bengals. Um, they are ten point favourites, um, and um, they still need to win um, to get in, barring some other results. They can still lose and, and get in, but they definitely do need to win. That would just pretty much solidify them and cement them in. But 
yeah, 10-point favorites against Andy Dalton. Um, and then the Redskins, the Giants, they scored zero points last week, but who knows? Yeah. It's a mix of trying to guess motivations, trying to guess who's going to get playing time, and just complete randomness of normal defense yep. um, picks. Yeah, so I'm quite not sure for what it's worth. Um, Jags and Rams are draft stars. Um, Redskins, Dolphins, Seahawks, Rams, I think, at Moneyball with the Jags being slightly pricier there. Yeah, like you say, um, if you're into multiple teams, just try and spread the defenses, I think. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just, it's just I might just put names in a hat for defense this week. That might, <laughs> like, you mentioned just the complete randomness of defense, the randomness of week 17. It is yeah. uh, the textbook definition of a lottery. Um, so Whatever salary you've got left. Yes, that's it. Just good luck and, and whatever you can afford as the top price. Maybe that might be just the way to to go uh yeah. all right well that's that's week 17 any final thoughts on on the slate and the season as a whole as we head into the playoffs uh, it's been an entertaining season it's kind of ups and downs on dfs a couple of big wins lots of kind of break even weeks and a few big losing weeks um yep. as is probably the sort of the go with tournament play um looking forward to this kind of monday morning um kind of big slate of games with sort of big implications um, I'll be watching that one on Red Zone. Nice to have a day off on a Monday as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to those games, seeing how things go. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to the playoffs. Um, I think we'll get a chance, hopefully, to kind of do some podcasts there and we'll talk a bit about kind of single game and two-game strategy and how that kind of differs from the sort of bigger slates that we've been talking about all year. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, as the Super Bowl approaches as well, just a, in, in a single-game slate and what, what can be done to try and give you a an edge in those ones, but it'll all depend on on the teams, obviously, that get in. Um, some teams have yep. a lot more depth at other positions than others, so we'll, we'll get into all of that. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's been a good season, and uh, good luck in Week 17. It'll be New Year's Day, so a lot of people yep. hung over. I think Red Zone's a great cure uh, for that, and Bacon. Um, I think that's a great combo. Red Zone and Bacon. Yeah, so I'm hoping a lot of people uh, are going to be just passed out and, and you know, have people in their lineup that, that are ruled out or being rested, and I can just uh, swoop right in um, as someone that yeah, has to work. Yeah, it could be a few drunken teams. <laughs> yeah, so um, I will hopefully take advantage of everyone's drunken state as a uh, yeah. as a person that won't be intoxicated on uh, New Year's yeah. Eve. But uh, have have a good uh, New Year's Eve, Daryl, and we'll uh, we'll speak Thank next you. next year. Um, and yes. uh, <laughs> and for the playoffs. Yep. Um, good luck to you this weekend, and yeah, have a. I say you're working, but try and have a good New Year's Eve. Um, and yeah, looking forward to these games. Should be an entertaining weekend of action. Definitely. Thanks for listening to DFS Down Under. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at woodenwide.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at WootNY.